Hello, Sky friends, and thank you for joining us. I am your host and DM, Scott. As of March 13th, Seasons of Skyrend has officially hit the one-year mark. In that time, our chapters have been downloaded thousands of times, and I have met hundreds of you through Twitter, Facebook, and more. This has been an amazing journey, and I hope that we can keep telling our stories for all of you out there. But since it is our podcast birthday, we feel like celebrating. Birthdays mean presents, and we want to spread the joy around. We have presents for you, but we'd like to ask for something in return first. After all, it is our birthday. And as much as we'd love to give something to all of our fans, our resources just won't allow it. So, we're doing this as a giveaway. Here's how you can enter. First, go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. It doesn't have to be five stars, but we would certainly appreciate it. Then, take a picture of your review and share it on Twitter by tagging us at Skyrend Podcast and using the hashtag Skyrend18. That's hashtag S-K-Y-R-E-N-D-1-8. And that's it. You're in the running. We will then take all of that positive energy and turn it into physical goodies for some lucky fans out there. We've ordered some more custom Seasons of Skyrend dice trays from NightshadeCreations.com for you to enjoy. If you go to their website and look at the Dish of Shame, that should give you a good idea. Ours have been custom made with our name on the front and the logo from Book 1 on the back. We also have some new dice sets that we want to give away. You have until April 30th, 2018 to enter. On May 1st, we'll have to close off the submission so that we can pick some winners. Winners will receive either a custom Seasons of Skyrend dice tray or a set of dice blessed with some of my DM magic. Which brings us to our next point, winner selection. I guarantee that we will give away at least one dice tray and at least one set of dice, no matter how many people enter. That's two winners right there. If we get at least 25 entries, we'll give away another dice tray and set of dice. If we make it to 50, another dice tray, another set of dice. If somehow you wonderful people push us up to 100 entries, we will give away all four dice trays and all four sets of dice. And you'll make me weep sweet tears of joy. So again, you have until April 30th, 2018 to send us a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review on Twitter with the hashtag Skyrend18 and tagging us at Skyrend Podcast to enter the Seasons of Skyrend birthday giveaway. This first year has been amazing, and it was made possible by all of the wonderful support we've received. Thank you. And now, please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5th edition D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore the world around them. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Gold Dagger III. 
Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the human monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Change starts small. What starts as a single voice grows into a chant, into a chorus, into the cries of rebellion. It's not like those voices were absent before. They simply lacked direction. A person to lead them in song. Only once enough join in can the echoes be heard. And the rumbling has started. Listen. Meanwhile, Aradis is leaning up against the back of the wagon, facing out towards the entrance to the alley. People are passing by every once in a while. Some young tough will come. A little fist pound on the chest to Aranis. Your arm is growing. <laughs> I give him a little, like, I see you. Okay. Like, half wave. Like, I see you. I acknowledge you. Cool. And what's the plan now? I think it's go back to Aranis. Yeah. And we need to start going and recruiting more gang members and eventually working our way so that we have a big enough gang we can go and try and convince the ten feet tall dude to join us and not to kill us. Yep. Sounds reasonable. This has totally become Assassin's Creed Syndicate now. (laughs) Make your gang bigger and bigger so you can take off the bigger gangs. I have not played that game, so I don't know what you're talking about. But I'm sure there's a Grand Theft Auto equivalent. Sounds familiar. I'm sure. I'm sure there's plenty of equivalents. Also, I did not plan this to be, let's start a gang. <laughs> not a gang. A revolution. I did not know you were going to start a gang revolution. Because our intentions were thinly veiled. Alright, well these two get back. I just kind of let them know what's been happening since they left. What's been happening? Well, with the dudes passing passing by. Mm-hmm. Which dude? giving me the, like, what's up? Uh... Do we have an official, like, signal of the revolution, like, or something? No, but this, I mean... We should start something. If, if it's it's like... almost to the John Cena, you can't see me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but if they're already giving you something. I don't here's know. here's the deal. I feel, like, I, feel like the... it's, I feel like it's difficult to start a symbol of a revolution when you're on a podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. Artis, you're the one who convinced these people to start following your lead. If you tell them a signal, people will listen. Let's make a signal. If you want to describe what this looks like, how people identify other great, the great revolutionaries. I like the... No, that's... <laughs> no air guitar? That's literally ludicrous. So I'm like, let's oh not do that. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say ludicrous anyway, and then I realized... Fired! Good pun. That was a good pun. That was <laughs> great. Was good. I was going to use the word ludicrous anyway, and I was like, oh my god, that's so funny. Um, anyway, I like the simplicity of like the semi-like Romanesque feel of the double like fist hand. Right. That's good. Um, so they raise like their hand casual. across their chest and pound it against their chest, like yes, uh, twice. over their heart? Yeah, twice. Wait, on the heart or above the heart? Oh, above the heart. On the heart, above the heart. Just a little boom, boom. Yeah. Above their chest, and then they hold it, and they look at you, and you give them that nod, or you give them that salute back. Yep. They walk on, feeling a little bit more of that revolutionary pride. That's a cool symbol. Ooh, yeah. Really? Veil is going to make a flag. It's not going to be pretty. I won't make it. You could have, like, 
dragons and heat orbs. Oh, see, I was just thinking like a black loot. Oh, that's even flag. better. A loot and drop D. <laughs> Good lord. Okay. You're all together. There are two days left. So it would appear that word is spreading, but there's no way for me to tell where we're at unless I kind of tell somebody to get everybody together. I think we need to go out. We just need to search for large groups of thugs. And if they react to you, then they clearly are following you. And if they don't, then we have a conversation with them. Yeah. And then maybe this evening you need to perform. You could even test it by using the symbol and see if they're fun and kind. Okay. I think you need to perform. Ooh, that's a good idea. I think we need to throw open the doors to the Bard's Rest and we need to perform. Oh, is the Bard's Rest the seat of the revolution? I thought our alley was, but... I mean, the alley's a good start. I think it's one way to make it up to... If the revolution's successful, there would certainly be a plaque in the alleyway, or a dedication (laughs) in the alleyway. Nice. Um, And maybe people would, like, set up a roof over the alley. But, like, if you want to make an actual building, that's up to you. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Okay. So you spend the first half of the day going through the west side. I think it's not just thugs either. It's like anybody. Because we don't want it to be just thugs fighting with us. We want the bakers and the candlestick makers and the cobblers. and Yeah, so that people can make shit for us. We want everybody. You spend the first part of the day, the first half of the day, going around town and finding who's maybe already loyal to the cause and who might need a little persuasion. Are you all going as a group, or are you seeking out individual groups on your own? Well, the groups aren't going to know who either of you are, so I think we have to all go together. Probably. Okay. I was just, just saying, do we go together? Does one of us that's sneaky kind of linger in the crowd and play the, like, Yeah! He's got the right idea! Card. Can I obscure my face somehow? And just be like the mysterious... Obscure face guy that's with you all the time. I just assume just, that if you have that you're, if you're a monk, you have a hood. Of oh, some yeah. sort. I mean, if you just want to pull down your hood, you can do that. Yeah, if I'll you just want to have artists use their disguise kit on you. you no, I'll just I'll just use my hood. I'm trying to, you know. But I mean, you know, if you use a disguise kit, then it's that face that's the lieutenant of the revolution, and not Darwin's face. Oh, uh, you disguise me. That's good idea. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want any credit, sure. You know, it's not that I don't want credit, it's that I don't want to be dead. Good, so it's just going to be me that's dead. Perfect. Yeah, I'll disguise him. No, it's not that. It's there's other... They just won't know they're killing Darwin Grimm. They'll just think they're killing some schmo. Yeah, my concern is not about repercussions of the revolution. It's about other people that may be in town that, if I'm visibly here, will present a problem. I see. Um, Yeah, I can do that. Okay. You need me to roll? Yeah, roll that deception check. It's a 19. Ooh, Darwin is fairly well disguised. Tell us, what does Darwin look like when he's disguised? Either of you can fill in. Because Darwin, you might be giving our instruction like, no, no, I don't want to go tea. And Arnest might just be saying, too bad. <laughs> so what does Darwin look like here? Arnest, start. I'll fill in if I don't want to go tea. <laughs> she just put him in a dress and made him look a woman. <laughs> you can do that. Fine. Well, just, whatever Arnest wants. I like that. I don't know. I like the idea of making him look like a lady. I think that's what I'm gonna do. Okay. Fine. It works real well. Does Darwin have any facial hair? Have you been shaving this whole time? Or does yeah. he not grow facial hair? Uh, he's probably got some beard scrub gone. And some scrub. Are you gonna shave for this disguise? You've got time. Well, except do we keep his head shaven because of the monk? Yeah, I think he would keep his head shaven because of the monkness. But he's probably a bald lady. But he's probably been growing a beard. Was that shaved for this disguise, or are you keeping it? Up to Arnis. Oh, I'd shave it. Arnis, you pull out a straight razor and you shave his beard right off. Some good blush going on, mascara, and Darwin is certainly looking more feminine than usual. Hmm, 
I don't know how extreme that is, but it's more so than usual. And you put your hood up and you just look like a female monk. A female monk? <laughs> yes, an iron monk. <laughs> Periodic jokes. <laughs> I got it. Okay, I got it. I got it. it. Uh, See, I thought you were talking about how you only rarely make jokes. That's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to table this discussion. Move on. Is the humor a little too elementary? I don't know. I thought we had some good chemistry going, but it's okay. It's fine. So, Darwin's disguised. Gray the Great, I don't think, can wear a disguise and keep this revolution going. No. You have to be you. Which is fine. I'm gonna wear, like, my normal, everyday armor for a while. When I <laughs> perform tonight, though, I will put on the fancy tight pants. Well, that's fine. So as you're going through the west side of the city today, there are certainly a number of lowlifes. Street youths. Yes. Street youths and displaced people <laughs> who are already on your side. And they give you that double chest fist salute. But there are some gangs, or at least some gang members, who are not aligned with you. And as you encounter more and more, they do seem to be like the tougher and more tenacious type. They don't quickly fall in line. They are happy with making their own coin as they see fit. How are you convincing them? Your words first and violence second. Sometimes you gotta bring some eggs. I always talk first. You roll up on a gang. They're in an alcove. All seated up on, like, this planter with just dead bushes behind them. Sharpening knives. Throwing rocks at people as they walk by. You three walk up. Oh, you must be that Gray the Great. I see the loot. I hear you've been spreading word all over. Why should I listen to you? Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. It looks like you've got a pretty sweet setup here. That's right, we do. And everybody gives a little, hey, (laughs) You know. Hurling rocks at, at other commoners. Passes the time. Why not uh, Why not hurl some rocks at the people that really deserve it? This is easy. We It works. We oh. get paid. You get paid enough? We get by. What if you could more than get by? That would be great. You want to give us some money? No, but I can help you get it. <sighs> How? Take it from those that have it. Yeah, I've heard that line. Now she's been spreading it. You want people to go across the stone pass, if I gather you correctly. Start robbing the rich. And the rich have weapons. The rich have guards. Not sending you think you I want to fuck with that? I'm not sending you in there by yourself. Oh, so you just send a bunch of people and a percentage of us die. I don't want to be that percent. Here's the deal, though. If all of us go... Yeah, if you all go, then I'm safe over here and we can keep doing what we're doing. We're good. No, this guy, he's hes real cool with just having his small-time gang here. They get by, and there's very little risk. I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. That's because I didn't tell you my name. Sorry, I'm in. You think I just introduced myself to everybody? No. You think I want to be turned in for any little petty crime that people may or may not know about? No. Folks around here call me Meldon. Right. The problem is, Meldon, with low risk... Also comes low reward. So you get by, right? Sometimes you don't, right? Because you're not out taking risks. So you've got your one little corner. 
It's cozy in this corner. And most of the time it works for you, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it doesn't, though, right? Eh, every once in a while. I'm still here. For now. That's not a threat. Just for now, right? Okay, for now. Until somebody bigger and stronger comes along and decides that they want your corner. And then what? Haven't yet. It's pretty cozy. Got a good thing. It's regular enough. Not know how to approach this guy. Maybe you should play him a song. I mean, again, the bait's in the water. He's looking at it. Yeah. You gotta give him something to bite at. Gotta give him a reason to bite. Alright, so you're cozy in your corner, right? Yep. Nobody's coming along to kick you out or or challenge your authority in your little right. corner of the world. And that's great. That's great. Have you noticed around here lately that things have started to decline? Of course. Has that been good for business? Hasn't been bad. And what if things continue to decline? Then I will continue to take care of business. What happens when things decline so far that there's no business for you to take care of? Who says that's going to happen? Seems to be the way things are going. It'll never get that bad. How do you know? How do you know? I didn't say I did. How do you know? Well, then... <laughs> Listen... Great. If you're just selling people on this, like, fear of the future, that's your own bag. Pretty comfy in the present. Darwin and Vale, you, of course, are free to do whatever you want. I've learned when I talk, it doesn't usually work out for us. I'm not going to start shit before it's necessary. Drop back into the crowd and just kind of disappear. There's no crowd. There's no crowd? It's just us and this gang, uh, right? There's no crowd. Well, We're you can disappear around a corner, but, yeah, it's not a crowd. Okay, never mind. Now, people give gangs some room. Oh, that's true. How much can is I, he paying you? Can I take 7%? a moment at this point to just scan the rest of the gang? Because, like, he's not responding to me, but is anybody else in the crowd? Hmm. Interesting. First roll of persuasion, because I need to know how charismatic Arnis is being. 22. So you're being very persuasive. Melden is very set in his he's ways, and he likes having yeah, a comfortable fine. position of power. And now everybody can give me an insight check if you want to see how everybody else is responding. 10. 24. Vale. 19. and Vale. You can tell that, well, this guy, he's not swayed by your words. It's because he's got a good. There are definitely some members of his gang, probably like the newer recruits who don't quite get the same size of cut as him or the same freedoms as him, who are just like, yeah, I can go for some more action. And go for stirring up a ruckus. There's like a few nodding heads in the background. He's not paying any attention because he's in front. All right, Meldon. What happens when uh, your gang decides to fight the good fight and you're left here all alone? Oh, my gang would never abandon me. And he turns back around and gives like a little shake with his blade. Some of them do cheer him on, but not all. There's certainly some of those people who were not in agreement with you who remain quiet. He... <laughs> and he sees that, and he turns around, just like, What, guys? Come on. What? You really want to start a fight? We got it good. We're all getting paid. I wonder, though... There's just, like, some grumbling. I wonder, though, does everyone in your gang have it as good as you? There's more grumbling going on in the background. <laughs> <Not for anything. laughs> Rug. Gone. And the lower-ranked members of his gang do seem to start to chime up and give little nods of assent and, you know, shake their fist in support. You even see one dude at the back give a quick little <laughs> double tap on his chest. Nice. I just give him a little, like, I see you. And Melvin's looking at him all like, 
oh, guys, it's really good now. Trust me, we just keep going, and you'll all get yours eventually, too. Ah, eventually. So you don't want to invest in, in the future for some future problem, but you're going to ask your gang to. I wouldn't want them to risk anything that they have right now on some grand ideal. No, but you'll ask them to risk the little they have now in the hopes that they'll have more later. And he's starting to sweat, and there's more grumbling, grumbling coming from the peanut gallery. I roll another persuasion. DC's gone down. After that, he qualified his men. Oh, motherfucker! Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, the worst possible time. All right, that's crit fail. That's a crit fail. And as you're saying this, and he's turning, looking at you, and looking at his gang, and he sees one of them give the little double fist tap on the chest, he just walks right up to that dude, punches him in the jaw, knocks him out cold on the ground. Look! We are not part of some revolution. We do not need to be stirring up any more trouble than we already do. Now, unless any of you other want to be on the ground, just fall in line right now. Tell these people to leave. The grumbling starts to die down because it's just punched dude in the mouth. So, violence is the answer. It's what works. It's what people listen to. Strength shows a force. All you have to do is give one of us a nod, yeah. by the way. Strength yeah. shows a force. That's, that's all people listen to? Hey, you come to the west side of town, that's what it's about. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you giving me the nod? Both of you, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. It's the one dude, really. Like Darvin and Vale, Arnis has given you a nod. Just show this dude your force. What do you two do? Shall I go first? Sure. I draw my sword. Well. Oh, don't, 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 don't draw. Okay. I'm completely in bar wench attire. Yeah, you are. I'm not carrying my rapier, but I do have my bracer on. So I'm just going to walk right up to him, looking like the demure little bar wench that I am. And... I'm going to give him one of these, where the hand goes up, kind of just like to caress his cheek. And as it falls underneath the chin, the wrist flips, and the blade is just underneath his neck. Well, there's going to be a roll here. I'm sure. Because the blade doesn't just stop when you want it to stop. You're no Wolverine. You can't just stop it halfway. No, no, I mean, like, I understand the length of the blade. Oh, it's going to come out and stop before his throat. No, like, just be like, yeah. Across his chin. Like, across his chin. Oh, okay. Give me, like, a performance or a deception here to convince him that, that not you're not about yeah. to stab him in the throat. Yeah, the deception it is. That's a 19. He sees Kara, an attractive enough female, walking up to him, and he is feeling strong now. He just leveled the dude, his adrenaline's pumping, and you come up, and yes, you do caress his cheek, and he accepts it, like... Women have done this for him before. <laughs> then the blade is out and at his throat. And he is caught surprised. I don't you say anything. The words are yours. I just do the action. <sighs> Somebody's got to do something I know, else. I know, I know. But Kara is standing there and there's um, a slight line of blood very slowly dripping down this dude's neck. Shows a force. You've got... What else do I want to say? I want to add something, but I don't know what I want to add. Um, you can leave it there if you want. Alright, roll persuasion with advantage. I know, this is ridiculous of me to give Arnus advantage on persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> I crit. He wets himself. <laughs> Come on. You aren't trying to scare him into fleeing, you're trying to scare him into falling in line. Jeez, Gray. Calm the hell down. 
You're lady to back off, and we're good. Does that mean you're in? Yeah, just get her away. He's got his hands up. He means no harm. All right. Step back. And he, like, rubs his hand along his neck. Looks a little bit of red. Man! Wipes it off on his pants. He shoves a few of his gang members, just like, the hell's wrong with you guys? Couldn't have my back for one minute, you let her do this? Fine, Gray, fine. Whatever you want. Keep her away from me. Deal. <laughs> I love it. Right. So You've done a fairly good job here of getting a lot of people on your side here on the west side. <laughs> that was hard. That, that one was fun, though. That one was fun. That was fun, but it was hard. <laughs> There's uh, still one very big obstacle. Yep. Do the party tonight. Yeah, let me do the party tonight, and then that tomorrow morning. Political rally. In which case... Each of you needs to have a task at this party, this political rally, this demonstration. Darvin, what are you doing for this? How do you contribute to rallying the cause? These are all people who already support you. There might be a few just looky-loos who wander in, but most of these people are already on Gray's side. How do you reinforce that? Speaking doesn't usually help in these situations, but... I'll probably just stand there looking tough. I'm not drawing my sword, but... You're like keeping the ruffians from getting rough in the rally? Yeah, yeah. Keeping the order? I'm not drawing my sword, but it's, you know, visible. Sergeant arms. Yeah, yeah. I'm keeping the peace, as it were. Okay. Arnis, I mean, you're hopefully speaking tonight. And playing. Yeah, and the entertainment. All right. Vale? Vale intends to go back to what she started doing at the very beginning. She's going to ten bar... She's going to work the room, keeping their ears open, doing their own little best to, while in the crowd, be like, yeah, that's the stuff. Rock on. better than that. Clearly not the bard. All right, let's start with Darvin. Darvin, there's a rally at the bard's rest. It is raucous. People are drinking. Gray is playing. And as tends to happen when a bunch of gang members and people not so well off get together and start drinking a lot, a couple little bar fights start to break out. And you need to keep the peace before that spreads and this just becomes a mob. How do you do that? Oh, I mean, physically. First I'll try and be nonviolent, kind of throw myself in between combatants. But, you know, if they persist, I'm definitely not above throwing some punches of my own to keep the peace. You wedge yourself in between two gang members, different gangs. Before, now they're all part of Arnis's gang, apparently. <laughs> yeah, the Arnis gang. Um, but there's some old beef still between them, and they're about to come to blows. You position yourself in between, and you either need to convince them to stop or force them to stop, or they're just going to start punching right around you. Nobody's drawn a weapon. What do you do? I, I think I will try and, like, grapple one of them to the ground. So, like, not actually... Punching or intending to do damage or just sort of trying to sure. move them out of the situation. Uh, give me an athletics check. Ooh, that's not going to go well for me. Yeah, when you initiate a grapple, it's always strong. Oh, 17. Could have been worse. That's really good. I don't know what you're talking about. Could have been worse. I, I have no bonus. That, that, that's always scary. That dude's got a few drinks in him, and you get your arms are like, you're, you're a quick dude. Fuck, he rolls a 19. <laughs> of course oh, no. he does. <laughs> and you've got your arms around him. And he's struggling against you, and he just heaves back with one arm and throws you off before just tackling this other dude. And now there's a mosh pit going on in the middle of this political rally, and things are getting out of hand. In the meantime, 
This is more skill check stuff. You had a chance to stop a fight, and it did not go so well. Yeah, I failed. Veil. Yep. A fight has started in the crowd while Arnis <laughs> plays. You don't have to deal with that. You can deal with whatever you want. What are you doing? Fight in the crowd is not the best thing. Oh, I can think of the best way to break up any fight. I grab a tray of drinks, I go over to the guys, and I just tell them, Guys, why fight when we can drink? Uh, okay, roll persuasion. Of course. With no bonuses, here we go. Oh, that's a 17. We've got a bonus with alcohol. And again, they roll a 19. And as you're standing over them with the tray of drinks, one of them gets shoved, and the tray of drinks goes flying into the crowd, and there are people just doused with ale, and the fight gets bigger. Okay, Arnis. Arnis. Break up this fight. <laughs> a good, like, quarter of the bar is in a mosh pit fight right now, as you're playing the start to this revolution. What do you do? Do I see how this thing got started? Arnis, you are on the stage and playing, yeah. getting everybody ready before the big speech or big whatever it is you intend to do. And you can see that Darwin tried to step in and that didn't work too well. Kara tried to bribe them with drinks and that definitely did not go so well. And yeah, people are fighting. Okay. So it started with a small, like, shove something. Yeah. So what do I want to do? I assume I'm in the middle of playing when this happens. Yes. Right? Like, I'm in the middle of playing a tune. <laughs> So I'm going to stop playing. Sorry. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the point here. I'm going to stop playing and just say, people, people, please. This is about working together, not against one another. This is a party. We're here to have fun. I see this lovely lady had a tray of drinks for you all. Perhaps more drinking and less punching. Roll persuasion. God, I hope this works. Oh, God, I hope you don't roll another 19. That's a 17. Sounds real familiar. Oh, no. Yes. It's oh, only a 12. So at the, the prospect of more drinks, the fighting starts to slow down. Tobard and his half-orc waitstaff person start bringing drinks around. Kara, are you bringing drinks out too yep. now? Yep. Okay. And people slowly start to take the drinks there's definitely still a visible split in the crowd where people are separating out and not wanting to be near each other because of that fight. And there's a little bit of name-calling, but the punching has stopped. Nice job, Arnish. And everybody starts drinking. There's a thing when you get a bar full of street gang members and people who have been shat upon by the system together, getting good and liquored up. There's a lot of energy here, ready to be set off. I think somebody needs to make a speech here. Mm-hmm. Or somebody needs to give some direction to this energy. Alright. How would it be? Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us this evening. And for joining the revolution. And I give them the double tap on the chest. And they all start giving it back and you just hear a nice... And while I love and appreciate that our numbers are growing, and that is excellent, we are not there yet. Which means that it is the task of everyone here to keep spreading the word. Okay. Um, Convince your friends. Convince your neighbors. Rhetoric there. (laughs) (laughs) Convince your friends. Convince your neighbors. Convince your parents. Convince that giant guy. (laughs) I'm not gonna bring him into it. (laughs) Hell, even convince your enemies that our time has come. All right, roll persuasion, artist. Kiss little boy to consuation almost still. <laughs> Just not really thick. Well, that's fine. You got your loot out there. A little bit of that. 
little bit of that inspiration. A little bit of that. And the whole room just seems to focus on Arnis. That is a 28. Damn. And the room just erupts in cheers. And there's a couple of kids in the back. Definitely too young to be in a bar. (laughs) But they're here anyways. Somebody has slipped them some alcohol at some point during the night. It's a revolution. What the fuck are you going to (laughs) do? I'm not going to stop them. I approve of drinking. (laughs) And they cheer. Yeah, that's right. Let's go. And they just bolt out the doors of the bar. And they're like shouting in the streets for people to come join Gray. Is there a name for this revolution yet? I would guess that people people have started calling it Gray's Revolution. I mean, if you don't have a term, like, if there's not a term you've told, that's what they're calling it. I haven't come up with a name. It should be better than that, like, the Bards, and then something that starts with a B, but means revolution. The Bards Brevolution. (laughs) Brovolution. Brovolution. No, No, I I imagine, see. The Bards Rebellion. That's good. Oh, is it a rebellion now? It's it not does, just a revolution? It does sound good. It's a good ring to it. Right? I like, a, I like the Bard's Rebellion. That's it's a good right. It's good sounding. It's very self-focused, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. It's very Bard. I want credit. Credit! Which also means getting thrown in jail. And there are shouts of the Bard's Rebellion in the street now. And the place is alight with energy. Everybody is totally down for this. I'm just curious, as the DM here, how much more support do you need before you go to the east side? I want that big guy. Yeah, I think that's the last task. Well, that's good. Because guess who's outside? Oh, the big guy. That one big dude? That one guy. He has heard the rumors, and he has heard the cries of these young teens. He, a few members of his gang, rolled up outside the bard's rest. And you hear a a rumble as he smashes the head of his hammer into the ground. And he just calls out, Gray! Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that's my cue. Fuck! Come to me! I go, I, I, I go with... Oh, I give, I give these two a, like... We're, and I, and like, when I give you come. back, is one of these. Like, I'm a blade in the crowd. You won't see me, but I'm there. Do I'm going to draw my sword and hold it, or just no. wait? No, no, okay. no. I'll just so, stand there, then. So, Arnis, you're going outside? And Darwin, you're following. Yes, accompanying. Vale, are you going outside, too? I am hiding in the crowd, but yes, I'm going outside. Because I'm assuming that there are other people in the crowd going out. Oh, once Arnis gets outside and realizes who is out there, a bunch of people start spilling out onto the street. Yeah. And the street is lit by torchlight at this point. People are either carrying them or uh, have set them in posts. And there's a flicker across this dude's plate armor, and you can see highlights of pockmarked gold along the trim, and there in the center of his chest is the blade emblem of the tarnished hand, whom Darwin definitely remembers. Oh, shit. These are the dudes who are after you. Shit. This guy is huge. And he pulls his hood back on his cloak, and there are two massive heads, each with, like, little caps of plate armor stuck on top. He's got a few dudes behind him. This guy's clearly the physical threat, and clearly in charge on his side. But it's dark, and he's focused on Arnis. Here, you've been causing a lot of trouble over here. I don't know the trouble's the word I'd use for it. Uh, what word would you use? What word would I use? Good question. 
<laughs> I think I call it doing what's right. Right? Well, a lot of us here on the West Side don't really care so much about what's right. We care about what's right for us. What's profitable for us. How we get paid. His other head is nodding along in agreement. God, I forgot he has two heads. That's right. Very Zaphod. They're side by side. Very Zaphod. I got no problem with you handling your own business so long as it doesn't interfere with mine. But it does. And like grips the handle of his hammer a little bit tighter, raises it up, swings it around, points the head towards Darvin. I got work right there, as he motions to Darvin. Give me my work and you can do whatever you want. Darvin's still waiting for some sign to... I'm not drawing my sword without a signal. You disguised as a woman still, right? Yes. Oh, shit! Shit, shit, shit. So that was... Rewind. Stop. Oh. Backtrack. Rewind. Darvin's a lady right now. Yes. <laughs> well, see, and I would have, I would have, like, I would have bought, like, oh, you can totally see through the disguise, but you, I would have You disguised to... him very well. I need to roll perception here. I think was... he's going to have to crit in order to have any chance. I was like, it was a high disguise roll, mm-hmm. as yeah, I that's recall. Good. This is not the brightest of fellows. No, it's a seven. So let's stop that rewind. I want to kill this guy anyway, but... But if we can convince him to fight with us, we have a siege implement. We do. We basically have a siege weapon. They're, they're never going to stop trying to kill me. Unless you can convince them to stop. This just seems like a really good time to well, take out something that's a big problem. Right now, Kashmiral doesn't know who Darwin is. So fine. He grips the handle of his hammer tightly, raises it up, and just points it at you, Arnis. I got no problem with you doing what you're doing, as long as I get my work done. You stay out of my way, and I'll stay out of yours. You just keep me and the rest of my boys here out of it. You need to convince them to either join your yeah. group or die. Or just leave you alone. Yeah, leave town, you know? but too, because I don't know that we're in a position to be able to take this guy at the moment. Do you think? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. How many people does he have with him? A handful. Mm, three or four. We have a lot more than that. Yeah, a lot of them are drinking right now. We don't need to. Yeah, we don't need to waste revolution lives on this fight. No, I don't know if you want to start a riot in the West Side. I really don't. That's not good for my image. Um. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't even know how to approach this guy right now, especially like he's got it really good. Just have to offer a better job on the other side of the revolution. All right. Question for you, because it seems right now that you're that you've got it. Pretty good, am I right? Both heads nod. What if it could be better? How? Well, what do you lack right now? What does he lack right now? I know what motivates this this group. Could always use more money. That's why I work, that's why I do what I do. Even everybody else. I'll do whatever it takes to get that paycheck. Those uh, guys on the other side of town don't seem to be lacking in money. Maybe. No one's asked me to take it from them. What if we did? You're going to pay me to take them, take it from them? Mm, no, but the... Uh... you got to hire people if you want them to do a job. Oh. In this case, the paycheck only comes with the completion of the job. Meaning, we take these dudes down, you get paid. How much? Can't say. Depends on how much they have. So you're asking me to work for free for now? You can't even tell me how much is waiting on the other end? My contracts are better than that right now. I know how much I'm going to get paid for every single head I take. For every single shopkeeper I rough up. For every single bone I break. 
Well, but if you want to hire me, you tell me how much it's worth. Will any of those jobs buy you a mansion? <laughs> Couple. Put together might. What if you could get one without having to buy it? Well, you're going to pay me in a mansion? You're just going to hand me the keys. No. You're going to get them from the owner. Just mm-hmm. take it. That's not you hiring me. That's just me taking a house. I can kill some dude in their house and take it. Why should I do it for you? Why should I do it for you and why not just for me? Do it for you. You can do it for you and do it for me. The house is yours, right? You can do that yourself. You don't need that. But if you do right. it on my team, you also get to be a hero. Ugh. Groans at that term. I don't care about being anybody's hero. But if you want me to do something for you, give me a cut. I'll take a house. But I need a cut of what you're getting. What are you getting out of this if I take somebody's house? I'm not getting anything. You're getting fame. That's what you're getting. All I get is notoriety. We already got that. My name in the history books. That's it. I don't get anything else. Everything else goes to all these fine folks back here. God damn it. And the crowd cheers at just the mention of them. They don't care what it was about. Oh, shit. Kashmiral needs something from me. He needs a payment. He needs a promise. A tangible promise of payment, of power, of something. It's like, when we do this, I don't know who's going to be in charge, because it can be me. can't run a damn city. Ooh, man, but we should figure that out. Because he does not do his work to be a hero, or for job satisfaction. Right. His satisfaction comes from getting paid, and from being strong enough to do it. Get money, get paid. We do have a bunch of money. Although, maybe not enough to buy him. Well, my problem is, I feel like if we give him money, he's just not going to do anything, because That's we already true, paid huh? him. Like, That's true. He's a businessman. He works on contracts. I mean, mean, you don't have to give him something right now. You can agree to terms to be fulfilled after the revolution. That's true. He needs a tangible promise. How how evil is his group? Not. What do they do? Mercenaries of the worst kind. As you know, the Tarnished Hand will take any contract as long as they get paid. It does not matter what that entails. What if we offer them the contract? If we don't want them to be as evil as they are, what if we offer the co- a, a permanent contract as the protectors of the city? We force them to be good by paying them to do it. Essentially, we create a police force. We replace the town guard with the tarnished hand and make the tarnished hand not so tarnished. But they want to kill me. Not that's, a, but, well, that's because someone paid them to, I guess. Yeah, we just replace that job. I'm sure there's going to be some coffers. We pay off that job so that they get paid for doing a job they didn't do. And then we hire them as the town guard because we're going to need a town guard. And we just put someone we can trust in charge of them. Sounds reasonable. Oh, well, you can't trust Cashmere all? Not right now. Well, he's got two heads. It's twice the trust. Twice the lying. <laughs> twice the listening. Is he human? No. Absolutely not. I can tell what he is. At ten feet and two heads? Um, yeah. If one of you doesn't know right away, you would certainly hear the whispers from the crowd about Cashmere all, the Etten. Okay. two-headed giant. He is of giant kind. Yeah. Can we start calling him David Ettenborough? I mean, if you want to be buddy-buddies with him and that's your cool, cute nickname for him, that's up to you. But right now, he either wants assurance that he will stay out of each other's business, or he wants you to promise him something. If you're going to contract the tarnished hand for a job, that's up to you. If not, he needs to know that you're staying out of his way. That's all it comes down to. Out of his way means that when he comes from Darwin, you just step aside. Yeah. Of 
create a police force. We'll see if he goes for it. All right, here's my offer. Both heads raise an eyebrow. With the city's coffers at our disposal, we are willing to pay off your contracts. All of them? All of them. And put you under permanent contract with the city. How much? What are we looking at? Good question. I have no idea. Like, I have no idea the, like, budget I'm looking at with How the, much it costs with the city. Yeah. Um, yes, if you have access to the city's funds, you have access to a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. We have a lot of money. Right, but that has to go, like, a lot of places, too, right? It can't just go to them. Um, Protection seems pretty important. Does both heads nod? I, I don't even know what to offer him. I don't even know what a Off- low, like, ballpark figure would be. For a yearly amount, and he'll be able to take it from there. In this world, what is an average yearly salary? Like that? I know All that's right. a terrible question. I'm yes. so sorry. I offer him a wage that no, isn't an insult. No, no, right? no, no. But no, I no. can't do that. Like it needs to be a number. It needs to be a number. No, we'll get a number. And I know that. The variables are these guys college educated. <laughs> no, no, no. Some of them are. Some of them are definitely college educated. Because some of them are smart enough to know how to make things and plan things. Oh, yeah. And yeah. there are definitely college-educated people within the group. This guy, probably not. Cash morale, probably not. But they certainly have alchemists and tinkerers and medics and wizards among them. So, uh, 2,000 gold a year is, would not be an insult. It wouldn't get you the entirety of the tarnished hand, but it would get you a force of them. This isn't a number that you're going to have to worry about eventually. It just means these people will be more than adequately paid and able to, let's just say, acquire things on their own. All right. Two grand a year. Roll persuasion. You got to stop doing that, Mr. Bard. (laughs) I only have like a plus nine to persuasion. I don't want to get my head squished by his hammer. Yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for no head squishing, so we'll use that bardic inspiration whether I need it or not, because I'm going to use it. 25. Cash morale is on board. Nice. That is more than a fair amount. Buy out all our contracts and then pay us on top of that? I mean, we'll do more than stay out of your way. I will bust somebody for you. Nice. As he he- like hefts the hammer in his hand. This thing is huge. Like, the head of the hammer is like half the size of you. Easily. You just tell me who. They're nothing but a smudge. Like, no. Or should I tell him oh, now? Oh, not right now? Should I tell him now? Do we have him? Oh, I mean, not right now. Well, then I guess I'm just going to go and, what, into the bar and drink. And both of the heads are just super thirsty right now. It's like, yeah, double the drinking. No, we just need him to fight when when the revolution comes. So, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> The bard loses all powers of speech because he's had to have so many. So, we don't need you to kill anybody specifically. Just... I was a little disappointed at that. Be out front when the fighting starts. Put me at the front there. Okay. Okay. Sweet. Jesus. We got a revolution on our hands, people. This is not how you were expecting this. We'll stop hunting you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Because we're paying off their contract. It's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kazmaral and his gang head into the bar. He has to squeeze to get in through the front doors. But people move. They're not getting in his way. And he just walks right up to the bar, his head hitting some of the crossbeams along the ceiling, and just, like, asks for a bottle. Tobar gives it to him, no doubt. 
It just sits there, like, drinking it from one head and then drinking it from the other. <laughs> He'll get drunk either way, but they both want to taste it. <laughs> and this pre-revolution party goes on deep into the night. Where are people sleeping? Where am I sleeping? Uh, yeah. Oh, right, we were supposed to find a place for Arl to sleep. I mean, Aranus has a room, Vale has a room. Darwin does not in this place. I wonder what's going on with Earl Earl right now as we plan this revolution. Nobody invited him to the revolution. <laughs> we forgot about him. <laughs> I will. I will let Earl Earl sleep in my room. But like, we can't tell him what we're up to, right? So you'd have to explain the horde of rebellion in the bar. <laughs> Only if he asks. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. He might just assume it's a crazy party, I guess. Crazy but what if other people ask why we're associated with... Oh, I guess that's true, too. They may not recognize him, but they'd still be able to tell he's noble, right? Earl Earl does dress the part of nobility, but outside of Earl, most people will not recognize his face. At least the commoners. Still, they would wonder why we're involving some high elves, right? He dresses fancy. Why dress fancy? Yeah, but that's because you're a bard. Yeah. You dress bard fancy. Yeah, maybe he dresses noble fancy. Yeah, that really yeah. raises the bard. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while. So I guess maybe we don't want to bring him in here? You just tell me where you sent him. If you send him up to your room, that's fine. I mean, things may happen, but if you want to send him somewhere else, let me know. I feel like we should send him somewhere else. Like, we should send him to, like, another inn on the side of town or something. Like, an actual inn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could pay for it. Yeah, like, I would... We have to pay for it, I'm yeah. sure. I would know of a decent one on this side of town. That's right? a good idea. Baby girl. Uh, Earl Earl asks for a handful of gold so he can pay for the inn. A handful? How much? Like five to ten. All right. Because he's going to want other accommodations while he's there, yeah, be it food or drink or That's extra fine. amenities. That's fine. Room service. Are you taking him there or are you just telling him where to go? We better escort him. We better. All right. I don't know that I can leave. I think my absence would be conspicuous here. You can send your hands. So, yeah, you'll have to... I'll leave you alone, though. I can I got Sam. Sam's here, right? Oh, okay. Sure, if Sam's invited to the revolution, of course, he's there. Of course Sam's, Sam's totally invited. invited. <laughs> Alright then, yeah. Sam is schmoozing the revolution. <laughs> he's trying to find some, some ladies hot for revolution. Hot revolution ladies. <laughs> Man, who wouldn't be? Darwin, apparently. Please tell me that Sam hits on Darwin. Sam saw Artis put, put Darwin in disguise. <laughs> he knows better. Oh, that would have been such a fun scene to play out. Darvina. No, I'd probably be Oscarina. That's terrible. Oscarina. That's terrible, Oscarina. So, who is escorting Earl Earl off to some random inn? These two. Oscar. Both of them? Vale and Both Vale and Darvin? Yeah, we can. I, I think we can do it with one of us and uh, Armor Man. Olwan. Well, I get that. Sorry, oh, yeah. I get Olwan. Well, Olwan does have to go, too, anyway, so yeah. he, escort, he so. stays with Earl Earl. So right, I'll go. I suppose they're taking the halfling lady, right? They're not leaving yes. her in the cart. Yeah. Olwan will carry the halfling woman. I would assume at this point, once we're all abandoning the cart, that Sam would then take it to the stables or wherever yes. it goes. Yes. Okay. All Sam sees to his cart. So, Darvin, you've lived in this city quite long enough. You know exactly which inn to take Earl Earl to. Tell me about this inn. What's it like? It's nice-ish for a West End inn, which I realize is not a very high bar. But, it's true. But, you know, we're, we're not leaving it a dive. What's the best amenity it has? 
Yeah, probably something of its alcohol selection, which is not okay. too interesting to the Earl, I imagine. Earl likes to drink. All right. He's used to Earl wine. Or, sorry, he's used to wine from the city of Earl, which is very low in alcohol content, but he does drink. Okay, so how's, like, the best selection of fancy fine wines? Okay. On this side of town. On, On this side, side of town. <laughs> and, and I'll say food, too. So it has the best restaurant of all the inns on the west side of town. Yeah. Best food, best drink that you can find in an inn. Not super expensive, not like super fancy, but real mm-hmm. hearty food. The wine might be a little fancy. What is the most noticeable thing that it lacks? Hmm. Waitstaff. You have to get your own food from the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. That would piss the roll off. <laughs> so it's just like the best buffet inn? <laughs> On the west side? No, it's like it's a... Joshing. Oh, it seems like a good solution. No, but that's fine. No, the waste staff is super rude. Yeah, that's better. They know they're the best. Yeah, they're rude. No, but... Well, okay. No, this is the thing it's lacking. Uh, oh, wait. Okay. The most noticeable thing it lacks is manners. Yeah. Which is yeah. definitely something Earl Earl would notice. Gets in. It smells great. There is something really good cooking back there in the kitchen, and there are people just like tinking glasses of wine, drinking in like low candlelight. Everything seems really cool, really posh downstairs, comfy. Earl sits down. He's like, "Well, what do you mean I have to get my own food now? <sighs> Send me back to the alley, why don't you?" <laughs> Darvin, will you get it for me? Fine. What would you like? Two of everything. Okay. For me and for Owan. And for Owan. Got it. Owan, do you need any special, you know, oil sauce or anything? Uh, no, no, sir. Just, uh, to be honest, I don't eat very much at all. I didn't think um, so. I'll, I'll take the, um, I will take the half one uh, to our room. All right. I'll go with the Owans. And you get him a nice spread of food. Yeah. A couple nice glasses of wine. And he seems content down here. As much as he can be. And as he drinks, you notice him getting drunk very fast. <laughs> Low tolerance. He does not have a high tolerance. And in fact, there's something more about Earl that you've been noticing all throughout the trip north ever since you passed Medullary Hill. And you actually had sunshine again. Like natural light. And you could see Earl as an elf instead of just in the dark and in like candle or torchlight or whatever. And you can see the subtle hint of lines around his eyes or his mouth. Hmm. Starting to form as the effects of the elven water have slowly been draining uh, off. I see, I see. And he's looking less perfectly handsome. But definitely showing that it had an effect on him and that he is truly an elven man. That's good to know. I'm going to warn him about the alcohol, too, just because, you know. Oh, well, it's too late now. <laughs> he's a glass in. You can't be that drunk a glass in. Okay. Fine. I mean, I, I, could, I could stop it from getting worse. Uh-huh. Hey, Earl. Just ah, yes, Darwin. Be, be careful about how much more you drink, okay? This is a little stronger than what you're used to, I think. Fair dues. Yes. And he nods as he takes a big gulp out of his second glass. Well then, do you know what hangovers are like? Have you ever had one? Mm, of course I've had one. There's a hangover room in the playground. <laughs> <laughs> What's the hangover room like? This is terrible, is but it it's a, all in good fun. Is it as bad as the go-to-bedroom? It's worse. You don't have your thoughts about you. All splitting headaches and double vision. Just remember that if you ever do it, that's what's waiting for you in the morning. Gotcha. Takes another big gulp out of his glass of wine. Well, you are your own man. I tried. 
And, and he's far too royal to listen to reason. I can't see a hungover Earl actually being a bad thing for us. I just felt like I should warn him. All right. And you return? Yeah, I think I'm done here. Okay. As Darwin drops Earl Earl Ulwan and this now very content sleeping halfling woman off at this inn on the west side. Darwin, what is the name of this inn on the west side? Um, or Aranus, since you're the one who suggested it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. So what would be the rival to the Bard's Rest? The Minstrel's... No. Marathon? <laughs> no, 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 no. Call it the, um, the Broken Shield or something. That sounds classy. Yeah. All their food is served on, like, these half-buckler plates. <laughs> yes. like, they were actually shields at one point, but they're just styled to look like that. That's cool. And they're just kind of, like, buying into their own hype a little bit. Yeah. And you drop them off, content that Earl will probably overdrink a little tonight, but Earl wants there to take care of him. And you head back to the Bard's Rest, where the pre-revolution party rages on. People are drinking. Tobard is getting paid. Lots of things are breaking, too. Are we paying Tobard, or are people buying their own drinks? People are buying their own drinks. Okay. You don't have to buy everything for the revolution. But I'm guessing... Cashmaral? Yeah, did not pay. Uh, new. No. He's not accustomed to paying for things. Doesn't seem like it. It's alright, we can reimburse right. Tobar. People just that. give him things because they like him so. Right. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. And the party rages on deep, deep into the night. Gray the Great is performing. Yep. As Gray the Great plays just song after song of... I don't know. Does Gray the Great know revolutionary music? Are you making some up on the spot? Probably making up a little bit. I'm probably playing kind of my greatest hits to substituting a word here and there. It keeps people going. It keeps people fired up. You could always just play power chords too. That works. And then like yell something revolutionary. That's how most punk bands do it. And all throughout your performance, even if most of the audience isn't picking up on it, you can hear that alto voice joining in. On every single one of your songs. Nice. And there's there's one chorus of like an exceptionally long song that you play. Like Alice's Restaurant Long? I don't know that song. Or like Shine On You Crazy Diamond Long. More Probably. upbeat than Shine On? Alice's yeah. Restaurant then. Probably Alice's Restaurant. How long is Alice's Restaurant? 19 minutes. So that's, that's only as long as the first half of Shine On You Crazy Diamond. But there is one chorus of an exceptionally long song that you play. Where the chorus comes up a few times, and this alto voice actually starts to take the lead. It is not echoing you. It is singing in anticipation of your words. Oh dear. That's crazy. You definitely notice it. Most of the crowd does not. They either assume that the voice is simply part of your bardic mastery and magic, or an illusion of their drunken state. And the party rocks on until most people pass out, fall asleep there right in the bar. Sam is having a grand old time. How much of the revolution does Sam know about now? Everything? Does he know everything? Oh, yeah. I mean, everything that the group as yeah, a whole knows. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sam does, Sam does not really have a problem with this. He is not necessarily one for the rule of law. He's a merchant by trade, and as long as he can keep going on doing his thing, he's happy, and he doesn't see how that would interfere. As long as it doesn't get him killed mm-hmm. or arrested. And there's certainly worry directed towards the three of you, because he doesn't want to see bad things happen to you. But yeah, he's going along with it. Darvin, where are you sleeping tonight? I don't think we figured that out. You can uh, see him in my room. Of our rooms. Yeah. All right, I'll crash on a corner in one of their rooms then. Darvin, this is going to be comfier. Mine is literally just a cot in the basement. Oh, yeah. Arnis's room then, probably. Okay. 
Are you drinking a lot tonight, Darwin? No. Okay. Gotta maintain my cool. I'm, I'm the hand of the bard. So the revolutionary party goes off splendidly. The majority of the West Side gangs and disenfranchised have rallied behind the bard's rebellion. Either because they intently believe in the cause, or because they want to be on the winning side, or just because they want to enact some violence or anarchy throughout the city. There's a good mix. But the party dies down. People wander out into the streets. They wander home. They fall asleep on corners, in beds, in the middle of the bar. Arnis and Darvin, you go up to Arnis's old room here at the bar's rest. Sleep through the night. Vale retreats to the basement. And as morning comes on the last day before Maraska's deadline, just before sunrise, a figure in monk's robes enters into the bard's rest. Uh-oh. From the monastery of Corum. Uh-oh. And... Dusty tiptoes his way past drunken, sleeping folks up to the second floor and knocks on Arnis's door to get Darwin's attention. And when he finally does get to speak to you, Dar- Darwin, I don't know what you're doing back in town, but you need to see your dad. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at vanessablockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at dibber.mo or at soundcloud.com slash dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Website design by Patrick Dunkerley over at dunkdesigns.com. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com.